hello. I am Ashley Caudill, Senior Instructional Designer at the School of Education and Human Development at the University of Virginia, and welcome to Designed for Online. In this podcast, we will discuss hot topics around online teaching and learning. We will be posting new episodes the first and third Tuesday of every month, so be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out. Gamification, or the use of game-based elements and principles within a non-gaming context, has become a popular educational strategy used to strengthen learner engagement and motivation. And although gamification in learning is still a fairly recent topic of research, the findings thus far point to its positive benefits, including its potential for increasing learner engagement, increasing interactivity, improving knowledge absorption and retention, facilitating opportunities for healthy competition, socialization, mistake-driven learning, providing opportunities for real-life applications, the list just goes on and on. However, it is important to keep in mind that gamification is not a blanket solution for learner motivation. Effective gamification, like any effective instruction, requires the careful consideration of one's learners. The selection and implementation of gaming elements and principles should be strategic and mindful of learner knowledge and needs. In this episode, I will be joined by a faculty member and instructional design intern and student at the School of Education and Human Development, who both collaborated with me in gamifying an online graduate level course. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Design for Online podcast. Today's episode is going to be focused on gamification, and today I have an instructional design intern and current student at the School of Education and Human Development, Jamie Carianis, as well as a faculty member at the School of Education and Human Development, Ann Jewett. So before we dive in, I wanted to let them quickly introduce themselves to you all so we can get a sense of who they are and their backgrounds. Jamie, can you start us off? Yeah, thanks for having me. My name is Jamie Carianis. I am a student in the graduate certificate program in instructional design and technology. I'm also the um, intern for the School of Ed. And Anne, could you quickly introduce yourself? Sure. I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Curriculum Instruction and Special Education here at the school. And I work primarily um, with our online programs in curriculum instruction and serve as the degree director for the MED program. So I wanted to start off by talking a little bit about Anne's course. And for our listeners, Anne had come to me um, to talk about how she could enhance her current course and how to gamify it. So Anne, I wanted to start off the conversation with you and kind of asking you what prompted you to want to gamify your course. Um, It was a few things that prompted me to want to explore gamification and um, wasn't sure exactly which direction we may go in. But during my doctoral studies, we had explored different theories of motivation and some aspects of instructional design that had probably planted some seeds for thought. And then I teach another course that um, explored various models of instruction. And so I had a student um, who provided, we were having a conversation and they were wondering about 
when um, they might learn about the model of gamification or gaming or gaming methods. Um, they do have some distinguishing factors, but it did kind of um, make me think of how that might interplay with online learning and the courses that I have. So based on learning and talking to the student as well, and also knowing that um, as an aspect of instruction, those were some things that made me start thinking about how um, I could gamify a course. And um, Jamie, who is our instructional design intern this year, I had pulled her in, which we were talking briefly earlier, and I didn't realize that she had started her internship, I think in July, Jamie, and your course, and if I remember correctly, launched in August. So Jamie had started her internship, and I was like, hi, Jamie, welcome. And we have this really heavy lift to gamify this online course. So welcome. So Jamie, what was that experience like to kind of just hit the ground running, being an instructional design intern and being new to instructional design? What was that experience like? And do you want to talk a little bit about kind of the decisions and that process that you and I had talked and made together? Yeah, it was, it was a really awesome project to get to dive into right away and to kind of continue to work on throughout um, my entire internship pretty much. Um, and, and just as a student also to kind of see, I, I hadn't learned yet about gamification. I was still a fairly new student. So it was nice to kind of like see this process firsthand. Um, and so I appreciated being in those initial meetings and, and learning from you, Ashley, about some different strategies we could use. And um, I think it was kind of interesting thinking back on those early meetings and kind of like the simple building blocks that we started out with, because um, we knew we didn't have much time and it was going to be like a simpler version probably of what we would ultimately end up with. So um, kind of to see that process from beginning to, to where it is now, um, taught me a lot about kind of where you can start out, um, especially for faculty that are a little bit more nervous about trying gamification and then where it can go. Um, so kind of seeing all of the iterations of it has been really helpful. And I think that's a good point to take away, Jamie, is that we started off with the simple, certain, easier, for lack of a better term, ways that we can gamify in different game-based elements. And then we were able to elaborate in each iteration. And if I'm being honest, we are still adding <laughs> content um, in different iterations because every time the semester ends, we always think of new and great ideas. And I see Anne shaking her head being like, yes, we have added so many things. And I would say something that I feel like was really key to our efforts were that we planned for iterations from the get-go. So we knew um, when we immediately met what we would be able to prioritize for an August launch and then what would automatically be placed on um, the next semester iteration. And so I feel like that was really helpful in us determining what needed to be done immediately versus what maybe was a want um, that we could begin to work on when we had the bandwidth for that. And so just that strategic planning was something that I really found brought comfort and also brought um, creativity and allowed us time to plan and process and implement and test and figure things out as we were going. Definitely. And I wanted to, so as we're talking about kind of this planning process, what did you guys find most challenging 
during this gamification experience? Because I know we ran into a lot of challenges. And then also, what surprised you the most? And you can take either one. What was most challenging or surprised or both? What surprised me the most was, I guess, just how seemingly small elements can make a really big difference in engagement. Again, we started out small with things like badges. So like opportunities to earn things. So that provides an element of motivation, having just like a running storyline throughout the modules might increase motivation and engagement as well. So I was surprised to kind of see just those things that we started off with. It sounded like students were reacting positively to those. And I think a lot of the time, when I think back to experiences of gamification in my education, it's like they all primarily take place in elementary school. And then once you get to middle school and high school, kind of like the gaming or the those fun elements kind of like start to go away. And so I know initially we were like, Are these students going to think this is so ridiculous that we have a storyline with like a talking parrot and they're stuck on an island. But ultimately, I think that, I don't know, we all still like kind of want that, that element of fun and what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. And for our listeners who don't know this class, um, Jamie had referenced a parrot, a talking parrot, who we actually, yes, so the whole premise, I guess we could talk about the premise of the course, and it's that students are stranded on a deserted island, and there is a parrot that we named Iago that was there to give them clues and to help guide them throughout the semester. And I think for me, something that was the most challenging, which seems silly now in the grand scheme of things, but to figure out what Iago was going to look like, that's what I named the parrot. And when I first envisioned him, I was like stranded Island. I'm going to make him a pirate parrot and I'm going to give him a hat and an eye patch. And then I remember talking to Jamie and I was like, do we like the pirate? And Jamie, you were like, I don't know if pirates are trustworthy. Do we (laughs) trust a pirate parrot? (laughs) I was like, these are the elements that like It was so interesting that we put so much thought into. Um, And so that was just something that I was like, you know what, this, that was a challenge in the beginning was what color is he going to be? What is he going to look like? And what made him trustworthy versus not trustworthy? I think thinking about like the different characters we created, and that has probably been one of the most surprising things for me is the synergy of having a collaborative effort. And when we would come, we would meet and then design and break away and do our parts. And then when we would come back together and see what um, we had all created and debrief and see what our next steps would be. I found that to be just the most surprising part. It was fascinating what we were able to create um, in an asynchronous way, but then while we were also meeting it too. So that was the most surprising part for me um, overall through the whole process and continues to be because we've continued to add features um, or different levels to the story, bonus levels. So the the saga continues. (laughs) Um, To tack on another challenge that we had, was at least for me was thinking of the storyline to have it continuous throughout and then um how we were going to incorporate the story but have it not take over the course as well because um one of the design decisions that Jamie and I had come up with was that 
we want to incorporate this fun element and this fun piece into this course. But if students don't want to engage in that part, um, they don't have to. And trying to think through how we were going to structure it to be, hey, here's this fun element that those can and want to engage will. And then how can some of those students that didn't want to get involved with Iago and the deserted island and they wouldn't feel as if it was distracting to their learning. And I, I like to think that we did that successfully by just kind of when a student were to log in, they could see like the top part of the page would be the storyline and all of that. And then all of the content below. And at least I think we did that successfully. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? I, I think we did. I think that was one of those instructional decisions and design decisions that we made in August about the pathway students could have. And so that helped with um, the design of the syllabus and then just making sure that language was consistent throughout the Canvas course, throughout the syllabus, and that we were all using the same language throughout. Um, for example, assignments in the course are called missions and students can complete their missions and just making sure that students knew how that translated um, for them as well and how that aligned with the syllabus. So. I think that part with that intentional decision-making from the get-go was really helpful. I think for sure. And um, I wanna continue this conversation, but I also wanna take this opportunity to give our listeners a little bit of a brain break. And when we return, I want us to kind of shift gears and think about students and if gamifying your course actually made students more engaged in the content as well as what feedback Anne has received from her students. So we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. I hope you are enjoying the conversation with me, Anne, and Jamie. But I wanted to take a moment to give you a little bit of a brain break by presenting this episode's trivia question. But first, I wanted to give you the answer to last episode's trivia question, which was, tennis star Serena Williams won which major tournament while pregnant with her first child? The answer? The Australian Open. It was later revealed that she was about eight or nine weeks pregnant when she won that tournament, which is so crazy to me because when I was pregnant, the last thing I wanted to do was do any sort of physical activity, let alone win a famous tennis tournament. So congrats to her. That's super awesome. So now let's talk about this episode's trivia question. What was the first soft drink consumed in space? Curious what the answer is? Be sure to tune in to our next episode to find out. And we're back. So before the brain break, we talked a little bit about our design decisions and gamification as a whole, but I want to take it one step deeper and kind of get the feedback that Anne has received from her students because, Anne, you've, I think this is what, the second iteration of this course. So have you found your students to be more engaged in the content this semester than in the past where the course wasn't gamified? I would say students um, share that they're engaged, but I would say that students also share that they're engaged maybe at it in a different way as well. Students, so the course is asynchronous by design. And so students have shared that one thing that they have appreciated is they have felt that the theme and the storyline has added a layer of community to the course. Mm -hmm. And so they have 
different talking points or when they share with the group, they'll speak to trying to escape the island or having three more missions to escape the island or different aspects of um, the survival kit that we've interwoven into the course where they get to unlock pieces that'll help them on their assignments. So students have communicated that a uh, layer of community um, aspect. And then they've also communicated as well that they've appreciated, and Jamie, you mentioned this at the beginning, they've um, had a student, a few students um, reach out and say they appreciate the fun nature of the course, mm -hmm. that it's added a layer of fun that has helped to their stress level with taking mm -hmm. the course. Um, and so they've appreciated being able to navigate and connect on that level as well. So those are, and also the missions, um, they've mentioned it's fun accomplishing missions and having that feedback piece. So those are some things that students have shared. In addition to, um, they'll send messages or whenever we're communicating, they'll wanna talk about like Iago left them something or they try, they'll mention different aspects of the storyline. I love hearing that your students have a more sense of community because that's something as an instructional designer, I want to be really mindful for, especially with our asynchronous students, where I know that there can be a disconnect with their community and their fellow students. So I love hearing that this is bringing them together and giving them a talking point. So that that warms my instructional design heart so much. <laughs> And Jamie, I wanted to pull you in here because you're a current student and I wanted to know what are your thoughts on a course being gamified? Have you ever had an experience like that before? And if you haven't, would you wish to be in this course? Like, what are your thoughts about it from a student perspective? Yeah, I, I haven't had an experience like this before. You know, I, I talked previously about elementary school and, and earlier years of school having elements of gaming like trivia or tournaments, you know, things that, that, that kind of bought that, that element of gaming into the classroom, but I have not had that experience with virtual learning. And I would absolutely take this class. I think you talk about how your students felt like it brought a sense of fun into the classroom and kind of helped maybe bring that stress level down. You know, I know that this is their final course. So to like bring a little bit of lightness or humor, I imagine could be really helpful. You brought up a good point that this course is at the end of a student's journey. And I feel like, Anne, we were pretty mindful to be, we don't want this to be their first course in their journey because we don't want students to be like, this is going to be like every single course. And we didn't want to set up that expectation. And then, um, and I don't know if you want to speak to how the course is structured, but your comp exam is interwoven into this course. And so our, one of our decisions was to try to make it fun and engaging, and then they would take the comp exam within the course. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that's interwoven? So the comp exam for the MED program is embedded within the course. However, students have to complete it independently. And so it is um, a paper and they're creating an argument and synthesizing and evaluating their learning from the program. And so one of the reasons we chose to gamify this course was because we felt like it would be a good fit in terms of um, perhaps motivating students and also, it might be a good fit with the content as well as students were 
thinking back and reflecting on their learning and also looking ahead um, as they're thinking about graduating and anticipating what their next steps may be, because there's a leadership aspect woven into the class as well, which can connect with escaping a deserted island and the teamwork that's needed in that way as well. And then we also embedded um, academic writing resources that would be helpful for the comp exam. And that was where, that was what we just added for iteration 2.0, where students are unlocking items for survival from their survival kit. And it might be an APA template or an aspect that looks at pitching for academic writing. So students are unlocking those um, survival items and then they're able to communicate about those as well. So that was one of the reasons we felt like this course would be a good fit, that it lended itself in that space. So um, we've found so far that students have appreciated that aspect of it being at the end of the program and that it's been something new. So our program, this would be most likely their 10th course, especially um, in the online space. So that was that's some feedback we've received too. Um, that's been something new and fresh for them at the end. And I also remember thinking back to a challenge for this course was the comp exam students took not at the end of like the semester. And so we had like two or three weeks after the comp exam had happened. And we were like, well, what do we do now? Because the whole idea of the course is that they escape the island, they take their comp exam, everything is great. And I remember me being like, well, we can do bonus levels, but what would happen? And that's when I, and I think, Anne, you were like, all the students love Iago. And I was like, to add drama to this course, Iago's going to go missing. <laughs> that will be their mission to for these bonus levels because I remember thinking through how are we going to keep the storyline going after they technically already completed the biggest mission that was supposed to be this comp exam so that was another challenge that I think we didn't incorporate until 2.0. Yes you're right and one of the things we're thinking about that I remember while we were launching this 2.0, the second version of the course in the um, spring semester, we started planning for Iago's missing missions probably back in September, October. So it was always trying to work in advance of the next semester, um, which that could be challenging too at times, trying to see how things were flowing in real time versus um, forecasting to the future. But Iago does go missing, but he eventually gets found. That is. <laughs> And I will say a shout out to Jamie. Um, one of her tasks was to, Iago's going missing, so we need a graphic created. And Jamie had come up with the cutest little graphics for missing Iago. Jamie, do you want to talk a little bit about the graphic elements that you added for those bonus levels? Yeah, I mean, I that was one of my favorite parts was when I got to write pieces of the story, I think for the landmarks and then developing icons my background is in the in the visual arts and I just wanted to keep the graphics like fun like we like the rest of the the course had been so yeah that was one of my favorite parts about working on this yeah and you had created Iago's face on like a milk carton and like a missing persons photo flyer so that always gave me a chuckle very much <laughs> when I saw those Okay, so we talked a little bit about student engagement, Anne, but I wanted to ask you, did you receive any direct feedback from your students in regards to the course as a whole? Have you gotten positive, negative feedback, or how has this course been received? Not necessarily engagement-wise, but just as a whole. 
So I think I've received um, positive feedback related to the course as a whole. One of the things that a student or students have shared is they appreciate the structure of the course and how it's been structured, which I think that is really helpful feedback for our efforts in terms of the design decisions we've made, in terms of we even um, made another design decision with updating a few pages in each module for the second iteration. So we've been trying to make it more consistent throughout for iterations. So the structure certainly has been one of the aspects that students have said that they've appreciated. And another aspect that students have said they've appreciated is knowing their aims. And um, I think that can relate back to one of the graphics, Jamie created great graphics is an X marks the spot moving towards the comp exam. And then the X's slowly move each week or level towards the completion of the comp exam. And students have shared that they appreciate, they know where they're going and they know how they're going to get there and knowing what they're doing um, for their missions. And so those would be some um, two aspects of feedback that students have shared related to how we've redesigned the course. Awesome. Thank you. I always enjoy student feedback, mostly because they're our audience, right? Like we do all these silly and crazy innovative things in the course. And I'm always like, how did the students receive it? Was it worth all of this? Because that's who we want to make sure that they are successful. So thank you for sharing that. So as always, I want to close this interview with, do you have any advice for those that are going to gamify their course for the first time? And I know that you've had a couple iterations. So is there anything that you would do different? What advice should people be thinking about if they want to gamify their course or add some sort of game-based elements into their courses? To answer this question, I would absolutely do it again. And I think partnering with an instructional designer, and we happen to have Jamie that could join us too with the conversation and bringing in um, more voices, created a better product. So that would be something that I'm very thankful for is having both Jamie and Ashley partnering on this project and um, the clarity of how we divided tasks and met our deadlines and kept things going. Um, that was really helpful. So maybe that organizational aspect. Another aspect of piece of advice I'd have is I consider how I would um, integrate this into other courses I teach is I think it's very valuable to start small and be very intentional about that decision. And there's different ways to gamify. There's different aspects to it. It could even be one module or um, an unit or however, you know, parts of a course. So that'll be something that I'll be thinking about as I consider um, moving forward with other courses that I oversee. Awesome. And Jamie, thinking about other instructional designers that may be listening to this episode and want to pursue gamifying courses with faculty, do you have any tips or anything that instructional designers should think through before gamifying a course for the first time? Yeah, I think to just kind of go off what Anne said, I think starting small is a really great idea. I think to if some if a faculty member looked at your course now it might be really intimidating to them and so to to kind of explain to them that you can start small and and kind of build up and always keeping in mind that this isn't the final iteration of it you're going to continue to add and work on things um, and and things just as simple as rephrasing you know 
assignments to missions. Um, so you can really kind of scale the gaming elements that you apply to your course. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to piggyback off of what both of you said is that a team makes it so much better and really can enhance your course design. Because I know I couldn't have done this without Anne or without Jamie. And we even at some points pulled in another instructional design intern um, and some other um, people just to kind of look at the course and give feedback. And I, it's something that one single instructional designer couldn't do alone. And I really think having a team to be able to talk through things and bring different perspectives is ideal. And all of the notes that I have taken through the meetings and trying to organize my thoughts, because there'd be so many meetings and emails going back and forth of like, we should try this or we should do this. And having a place for me to organize and prioritize um, what elements we're going to go where and what we're going to save for 2.0 version, I think really was helpful just to be able to see bigger picture and then be able to prioritize certain elements that we were adding. Um, so those are all the questions I had. So I wanted to thank Jamie and Anne for joining me and talking through your course. And I hope our listeners enjoyed this conversation and can get some great tips on how they can gamify their course for the first time or maybe enhance their course that is already gamified. So thank you to our listeners and thank you again, Jamie and Anne. And that concludes this episode of Designed for Online. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Jamie and Anne about our gamification process and collaboration experience. It was such a pleasure working with both of them and talking about this project. I did want to leave you all with one final thought. As many of you find yourselves transitioning to increasingly virtual learning environments, I want you to remember how important it is to consider a wide range of strategies for maintaining your learner engagement and motivation. So whether you're ready to go big or if you prefer to start small, either way is perfectly fine. Do what's best for you. But I hope that this episode has provided you with some helpful tips and scalable strategies for gamifying your course. Happy gaming! If you have an exciting topic you want to hear on our future Designed for Online episodes, feel free to email me at ac8ga at virginia.edu. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.